I'm Luke Story. I'm Christine Loria. I'm Natasha Kingsbury. I'm Angie Check. I am Dr. Aaron Eugene McMorrow. I'm Ben Joseph Stewart. I'm Bliss Young. I am Dr. Jacob Egbert. I'm Kyle Kingsbury. I'm Lily Nichols. I'm Mark Groves. I'm Sarah Gustafson. I'm Jesse Golden. I'm Dr. Stuart Fishbein. I'm Marin Green. I'm Kelly Brogan, MD. Hi, this is Kimberly Ann Johnson. Je m'appelle Rick Safriz, et c'est le podcast du Gidecolo Holistique. Hello, I'm Paul Check, and this is the Holistic OPGYN Podcast. Enjoy. Emily, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm super excited to be here again. Again, yeah. If you guys haven't heard uh, Emily before, we did a longer forum interview, really all about her work as a psychic medium who connects with the spirits of babies. It was back on episode 95, way back in, um, it looks like November um, of last year. So if you want more of, of Emily, there's always more out there. You're Emily the Medium on Instagram. You've done multiple interviews. And you have this really unique um, skill set that I'm bringing into this very unique fertility program, the Patients Reverence and Presence Fertility Program, PRP, which is now available. We're taking six people in our first cohort, the first half of, of 2023. And the reason I, I kept it small is because we have absolutely no idea what it means to put these seven different practitioners into one space in order to try out try to lay down the healthiest soil and the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual levels to embark on the, let's say, the most fruitful fertility journey possible. So you're an important part of this team. For those who don't who don't know you, just maybe quickly just tell people what you do and how you got yeah. to, to be Emily Green, the, the medium. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, well, first of all, I'm very excited to be a part of this program. And I agree with you. I think it's going to be incredibly exciting to see with, you know, this, all of these, this mixture of all these different types of people and their different um, modalities and abilities and gifts, what kind of amazing things we can bring to, to right. the people who join in. So um, for those who aren't aware of me or my work, my name is Emily, Emily Green, Emily the Medium. Um, and I specifically work, a big, a huge focus and a big part of my work and what I'll be contributing to the PRP program is my work with spirit babies or helping and supporting families connect to the energies of their children uh, before they're actually here physically with us and helping parents basically start to create a relationship with the energies of their children before they're physical to help support them in the conception process and along their fertility path. So that's really in a nutshell what it's all about. Yeah. And towards the very end of this sort of abbreviated interview, um, we'll try to give people a, a couple insights into some tools or exercises that they can start working on now. There is no formula for this. There's not like, hey, do X, Y, and Z and, and a baby comes out. It's just not that simple, which is why I think so many couples feel underwhelmed, maybe is the word, by the the sort of rigmarole of the medical procedure, so to speak, of, oh, you, you, you've been having sex for a year, you can't get pregnant, go to the reproductive endocrinologist, we'll pump you full of these hormones, and hopefully a baby happens. But that, that process is so emotionally burdensome for couples and physically burdensome, and it's expensive, so it's financially burdensome, and it doesn't necessarily 
guarantee that you're going to have that baby in 10 months anyways. So yeah, I think I think incorporating modalities uh, again on the physical, but also all the way up through to the spiritual is actually the best thing we can be, we can be doing for our neighbors, our community, our clients, so that they have as many as much control, so to speak, over this process as possible. And I think that a lot of us, when we hear about your work, we, you and I were kind of riffing on this before we started recording. A lot of us, like, it's a hell yes on the soul level, but our brains kind of get in the way. So what advice do you have for people who are like, hold on a second, mm-hmm. connecting with the spirits of babies, but then they, they secretly message you and they're like, I want to know more. Like, what, 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 like, how can we give people permission to lean into this part of the process? Yeah. And, you know, I understand, like, I, I can empathize with people who are maybe having a bit of a push-pull in getting their minds um, to kind of align with their hearts and their souls and understanding these concepts. And, you know, the first thing that I'll say, And one of the first areas that I started in was that before I even was aware of doing spirit baby work, you know, I would do these meditations where you would kind of regress back through your current life experience. You would maybe go back to a childhood memory or, you know, something that was really significant at these different points throughout your life. And then maybe you would actually go back even further than that and go back into your birth and you could actually have memories of your birth. And then actually, you know, sometimes you could actually go even regress back before your birth and you could kind of start to see, okay, what started to happen before my birth. And that's really kind of in the the territory that I play in is, you yeah. know, where were you before your birth? Because you were somewhere, right? You yeah. didn't, you know, and, yeah. and that can be hard for people who are kind of like, you know, when we we die, you know, we just turn to dust and everything is erased. And, and that, I understand that that can be a harder concept to kind of grasp with that kind of line of thinking. But most people can get on board with, I was somewhere before I was born born where was i where 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 did my energy exist and so that's really the space that that I'll, right. I'll start in and one of the things that i'll do with people who are having a hard time kind of getting on board with this concept is i'll take them just through like a gentle little you know regression okay back to some current memories through back through some memories through your current life maybe back a little bit further into your birth and then before then what did it look like for you as you were preparing to be born to into your family and to your parents what what were you yeah. up to so I find that that thinking can kind of help a little bit with that concept. I think also, you know, there's all these different kinds of things as a, as a collective and as a, as a, as a planet, a lot more people are becoming, our minds are opening more and more to sort of alternative, you know, modalities and different ways of thinking and being and living and breathing and all these things. And, you know, I could, I could wager that almost every single person on planet Earth has had some sort of spiritual experience, whether or not they knew how to grasp it, understand right, it, right. you know, process it or like have the context for what was happening. And so I think that that's another piece, too, where it's kind of like usually those are people who are like, well, I've had something happen to me before that was really kind of freaky and I don't have language to understand exactly what happened. And, and so that kind of having them reflect on those ex, ex, sort of extraordinary experiences can help them kind of um, come to terms with the idea as well. So those are just a couple little things. Yeah. I mean, I, I really think that uh, whether you're super scientific, materialistic, re- reductionistic in how you view conception and fertility and pregnancy, or you're on the total opposite side of that, I think we can all agree that one question that we haven't really answered on a very fundamental level within medicine, like the purveyors of all the fine goods and spirits in the medicine world, the Western medical system that is hailed as having all the answers. The one question that we actually haven't really ever answered is what is life? Like what is life? 
you yeah. know, is it just that this little single celled sperm meets a, a big vacuolated single sperm or <laughs> single celled egg? Yeah. And then that somehow is the spark of life? Maybe. Mm. But that's not necessarily, I think, good enough whenever you actually sit with pregnancy and with childbirth and death for that matter, yeah. that there's something else missing. And there was a, an Austrian physicist. He was, his name was Erwin Sch Schrodinger. And uh, he was known in the sort of quantum you know, theoretical physics world um, for his his uh, thought experiment, Sch you know, Schrodinger's cat. If you yes. put a cat inside a box, is the cat dead after so much time with, you know, certain, you know, adjustments, this and that? You don't know until you open the box. In other words, the cat is not dead until we've observed the cat being dead. It's a thought experiment. I'm, I'm oversimplifying it. Yeah. But but he he went on and conjectured about life itself. And this term... You know, within thermodynamics, we have this idea that entropy is this ongoing, um, the universe is trying to go towards a state of disorder and chaos. The difference between life and not life seems to be the opposite of that, where there's this incredible order of things. It's the, what Schrodinger called negentropy. And I actually think if we can start to try to put together the answer to what is life, we actually can't not look into the spirit world. Because you, people like you are out there and people like me are out there and a lot of these other practitioners that realize that there's something more to this than just sperm eats uh, meets egg. Completely. And so I'm kind of curious from your standpoint, like where do babies come from? Like, mm -hmm. like what is actually happening here with conception? Sure. That's maybe a hard question. So I'm sorry for lobbing that at you. <laughs> no, no, it's not. I think, you know, I'll just kind of piggyback on what you were what you were expressing there, you know, sperm meets egg, and then, you know, go the 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 sperm and the egg go through the process to make an embryo and then that transforms and, you know, I'm obviously oversimplifying it as well. But then, you know, I think what a lot of people don't understand is that there before that process happened, before that sperm meets egg process happened, there was a third kind of agreement. And that third agreement was the soul actually starting that the soul that right. exists still in another in another place, it still exists in another place, um, in a different, you know, dimensional kind of frequency. Um, and then that soul claims that body, the, the body yeah. that will eventually be created out of that sort of biological process. And then through the throughout the process of of pregnancy, then that soul starts to blend and merge more and more with the developing body of the fetus of the baby yeah. and then at the time of birth that soul is then not completely merged but is mostly merged with the physical expression of this baby's body and as a child you know comes through the birth canal and is born then that soul is starting to animate that physical form of that child and as that child continues to grow older and older the soul starts to animate the physical form more and more and this is when you know a child starts to become autonomous and starts to discover their personality and starts to interact with the world and learn yeah. that they are an individual and that that, you know, they're a part of a family unit and, and a planet, but they're also an individual spark of life. And they're here yeah. to be an individual person who is who is kind of exploring the territory of, of planet Earth that a lot, you know, with alongside whoever other souls they're there with, their parents, their siblings, friends, future partners, etc. So that's kind yeah. of um exploration through that process of, you know, of, of life and how we as humans and ultimately souls come to be, to experience a physical expression, physical incarnation. Yeah. yeah. I'll piggyback on what you're saying now. This is just a beautiful flow. 
I'm studying anthroposophic medicine, which is based, uh, it's really a, rooted in Rudolf Steiner's body of work. And he describes a fourfold approach to hum the human experience and human healing, which is the physical mineral world. We all know that, the rocks. We have the dirt. Um, we're not talking about the microbes in the dirt, but once we then consider etheric forces, that's that life force energy. That's what helps you distinguish between a living plant and a dead plant or a rock for that matter. Yeah. That as this etheric force dissipates, you have a mineralization of the corpus of this formerly living thing. And there's this clear distinction. And we won't even get into the astral in the eye, although you actually kind of work up in the eye, the consciousness realm. Mm -hmm. I think to boil the this conundrum of my doctor told me all of these things and I'm still not getting pregnant. Mm -hmm. We get, have to come back to that question of, okay, what is this life force, this etheric force, as Rudolf Steiner would describe it? If we only see this as a physical process, if we only consider those things, we're missing out on an opportunity to explore all of these other facets of the conception process. Namely, what is that spark? Yes that even distinguishes a plant from a rock, that is something that our modern medical system hasn't been completely comfortable answering. We still don't know. Mm -hmm. Instead, we say things like God's will and this and that, but even doctors struggle with that term, you know, because something inside of us, I think, feels that there's more to this baby that was born than merely chromosomes. Completely. So, yeah, you know, I, you and I could probably riff on this for hours. I mean, this is really just philosophical conjecturing. Mm -hmm. um, I'm curious when you sit down with a couple, maybe you can help illustrate exactly what that first meeting might look like. I mean, how do you, I don't know, how do you interface with a couple when they've already felt so, I don't know, betrayed or sort of misled perhaps by this merely materialistic way of viewing conception? Yeah, completely. And I think that's that's a good point. And I don't think we actually had time to go into this in our first interview. So I'm excited to kind of provide more context on it now. So, you know, I meet with, sometimes I just meet with individuals. Sometimes I meet with couples. I love working with couples. I mean, it's so much fun to have both parties present um, at the, at the meeting at the table, you know, but sometimes I work with individuals and then, you know, the other, they kind of end up relaying everything to their partner anyway. But, you know, essentially when I'm sitting down with a couple and I'm already aware, and I can usually feel, you know, before we've sp spoken any words to each other, before I have any any idea where they, what has been their history? Like what, what has been their experiences? Where are they coming to me from? Yeah. Um, what were they told? You know, I've had people who were told, you know, things like you will never be pregnant again, but they feel in their heart that that isn't true. And so that's right. why they're, that's why they're here with me. You know, I, before I have any idea where they've been at, I can usually kind of get a sense. I can get a feeling for, okay, wow, it's been really tough for this, these people. This has been a really long winding you know, path. They are, they feel really defeated. You know, that's just kind of uh, what we call in a psychic sense of clairsentience. You can just kind of get the feeling from somebody when they've been mm, through something. Clairsentience. So, clairsentience. Yes. That's a great word. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Um, so, you know, so before I've even spoken to these people, that's kind of what I'm getting a feel for. I do like to have an understanding before I go into anything of, of because we are working kind of most more with this, the energetic and spiritual pieces is I just like to hear 
come, you know, some hot points of like, what's been going on? Where have you been? What have you been told? What are you doing currently? What's your current, you know, kind of attitude even to, to Mm -hmm. conception and fertility? Like, where's your attitude at? How are you kind of viewing this process? What, how would you explain it in your own words? And so I kind of get that from them. And then from there, what I explain to them is that when I am starting the process of, you know, what I call tuning in, I'm starting to tune in to each individual that is present. So I'm tuning into, you know, one partner and the other partner. And then I'm also kind of tuning up to this more that like, as we spoke of this kind of astral field or this sort of different um, form of consciousness where the energies of the souls who are um, looking to collaborate basically to have a collaboration in, in, in the in the form of a life form to 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 be conceived to become alive to be animated in a physical body ex- exists and so we're going kind of finding those energies and then starting to work with them usually I'll kind of go through a process of starting to pick them apart okay how many are there okay well I can feel that there's you know x amount of, of, of energies present and then we'll start to kind of individualize them and define them which is really kind of sometimes difficult because sometimes Sometimes these energies are still free of physical form and they're like, I don't want to be defined yet. Don't try and define me. I don't have a personality yet. You know, I'm still, that's, that's still kind of something that I'm about to get to. It's not really where I'm at quite yet, but we'll start to define these energies. And then from there, I basically kind of say like, we'll put each energy, we'll put each soul energy, each spark, the spark of, of, of life under a microscope basically. And we start to examine and explore you know, just sort of basics around like, okay, why? Why are you choosing an incarnation in this family? Why Why are you here for this couple? Um, is there anything you'd like to say about that? Do you have any fears or hesitations surrounding coming into an earth incarnation? Do your parents have any hesitations surrounding coming into an earth incarnation? Is there anything that you need to have basically remedied before your conception? Is there anything you've been waiting on? Is there anything you need to hear your parents say or maybe have them do? Um, is there any changes that need to be made? Um, is how, do, how are we liking the physical kind of protocol, a fertility protocol that's ongoing currently? Is, is there anything that needs to be, you know, edited or changed or tweaked or this sort of thing? And then, you know, once we kind of go through some of those very granular kind of basics, it gets even more fun because then we get to start to talk about the integration, what it will look like and what it will feel like of the integration um, of this energy into this family, which is really where it gets exciting for most people, because this is where the souls will say, "Oh yeah, you you do this." Well, I've been doing that along with you. One of my um, one of my most recent spirit baby clients, she actually just had her 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 baby boy yesterday, um, one twenty eight a.m. January fifth, twenty twenty three, and when I spoke to him when she was trying to conceive, one of the things that he showed me was him and his mom this client on and and his father on this ferry boat and they were kind of ferrying from island to island to island and he loved the salt air and he loved the wind and he was just sort of so excited and enthusiastic about this ferry boat and then she said well I live on Cape Cod and we take the we have to take the ferry all the time to go to the mainland to go here and here and so he was kind of showing this example of well I can't wait to do that with you I can't wait to be in that experience with you and what that does I mean, that's just a small example. There's so many different things that these energies can show families. But what that did for that person was it made her feel like this is already real. This energy is already existing somewhere at this future point. Just because he's not here yet, just because I haven't conceived him yet, doesn't mean that he's not already 
putting himself in the shoes of his future self and kind of showing me these future memories or these experiences that he's looking forward to. And so it gives people this kind of real kind of tangible experience because I can I find that it can be so easy to lose track of that on the on, on, on a very kind of physical fertility path it can be easy for them to kind of go well what am I even doing this for and what you know what this is so difficult right. and what is this right. all about in the first place so yeah wow and you've had a lot of clients you said recently who are having babies now they stay in touch with you all the way throughout or do they kind of touch base and say hey that baby that you were talking to is now about to come into the world Talk yeah. to me about some of those conversations. Yeah, it's it's fun. You know, not not everyone that I, I don't get to kind of hear back from everyone that I ever work with, but a, a handful of people stay in touch with me throughout the whole process, which is so fun for me. You know, they'll kind of check in at specific points, perhaps when they find out the sex, or perhaps when um, you know they have a, a, a fun ultrasound and they'll send me the picture. Or perhaps you know they had a really beautiful kind of meditation with the with the energy of the soul that they're carrying. So it's fun to hear from people throughout, but. Most of the time, what I'm hearing from most of these clients is either the days leading up to or on the days that these babies are, are born. And they just say one of the, the most common comments that I get back is, you know, people will say, well, when you were describing this energy to me when we were doing the reading, you know, I got that kind of, I, I, I was able to feel what you were talking about. I was able to feel really connected to this energy that you were describing. And then what they'll say is that when their babies are born, there's this recognition of like, oh my God, you're the yeah. one that I've yeah. been working with and talking to and, you know, that, that connecting with and all this kind of stuff. And there's this kind of like, I know you and we know each other and how amazing that we get to be together now. So that's that's one of the most common commentaries that that I get. And also the other thing that I will say is um, just some of these last messages I've gotten in a few days in the last few days from people who are giving birth to their children is like, I can't believe how alert this baby is. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> you know, his eyes are open and he's staring into my soul and he's like making this intense eye contact and. And like, yeah, that's that, that's that soul recognition. That's, yeah. that's, that's a, a very visceral experience of that. So, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm pretty sensitive to sort of subtle energetics and um, I, I wasn't ever really aware of that. Not like you were at least. And then my wife will constantly laugh because I'll say something and it's literally what she was about to say. It happens like with friends, with family all the time. And people think I just I like want to beat them to it or something like it's some sort of like, what are they going to say? I'm going to, I'm going to make it do it faster, but it will be something yeah. as simple as reading over her shoulder on a menu at a restaurant. And I will, I will say, Oh, that looks good. And that looks good. And it's exactly what she was going to say. Mm -hmm. And you know, I might be, maybe I'm fluffing myself up a little bit, but I will say that um, despite, I think perhaps being a little bit more sensitive than others, I have still struggled I don't have your abilities to connect with the spirits of babies, but I told you in our first interview that I did connect with our daughter in the uterus and it was this incredibly uh, heart opening experience. I won't even just say eye opening unless it's the third eye we're talking about. It was, <laughs> it was like, Oh, this shit's real. Like I yeah. can, a you can actually do this. That is the same baby that I'm holding right now in my arms afterwards. Yes. So I had to use some pretty heavy, you know, it was a, a pretty heavy, intense medicine experience to do that. In concluding our conversation, can you maybe share an exercise or something that a couple who's in this position, whether that maybe they even just had a baby perhaps, and they want to see what else is out there, or they've got a baby in the uterus, or they haven't yet conceived. Is there a short exercise that they can start working with um, Absolutely. from your toolbox? 
Absolutely. Yeah. And what I will say too, just before I go into that, is that some people, <laughs> I had this one woman message me the other day and she was like, okay, so, you know, she was like, I just found your work and I'm so excited about it, but I just had my baby two weeks ago. And so I can't talk to them when you're in, when they're in utero anymore because they're here, obviously, but how can I mm. talk to them now? Right. And yeah. so that's the, that's the thing is that really there's actually, and this is what I'm so big on is that what you're describing, Nathan, that kind of, you know, what somebody is about to say before they say it, or the person is like, I was just about to say that really what you're describing to put it very simply is this kind of mind meld, this sort of telepathic link, almost like if we could picture sort of from the center of your forehead to the center of your wife's forehead, this kind of basically this etheric cord where there's information being transferred between your two minds without you necessarily having to, to, you know, to her, to, she doesn't have to speak anything to you for you to be able to kind of pick right. up on those signals. Right. So that's really how this communication works while a child is in utero and also when they're on the outside, especially in the first kind of three to four years, children are more kind of, they have that um, more telepathic connection. And so it's just important to mention that that's sort of how it works. So wherever you're at and you're listening to this exercise, whether you are currently pregnant, whether you have just had a baby or whether you are still trying to conceive, this can work for you wherever you're at. So just coming to this exercise and this experience with with a with an open heart to um, to this, so I'd invite everybody to close their eyes and taking a handful of really nice deep cleansing breaths, inhaling as deeply and fully as you can in through both nostrils, and exhaling as fully and completely as you can through the mouth. pushing all the oxygen out at the bottom and then bringing it back in on your next inhale. And maybe one more time here, deepest inhale. Beautiful. I'm just taking a moment to Reflect on the fresh oxygen that you've just infused your system with, your brain and your body. There's new life, new energy, new oxygen flowing through your system. And then just taking a moment and putting your left hand over the center of your heart and your right hand over the center of your navel, just on top of the belly button. And taking a moment and just feeling the heat transferring from your palms Maybe you're feeling this on your skin, just feeling the contact and the presence of the centers of your palm into the center of your heart and the center of your navel. Just breathing a few breaths into your heart, into your belly. Beautiful. And now just starting to feel as though there is a energetic line that starts to open between your two hands between the hand that's sitting over your navel and the hand that's sitting over your heart. Starting to feel like you are opening a cord or a connection between these two centers. It's starting to feel the energy flow between them. 
You might feel a pulsing sensation or a tingling sensation or just sort of warmth passing between these two centers. Beautiful. And now with your hands still over your heart and one still over your belly and allowing this core to continue pulsating and exchanging energy between your sacral center and your heart center. Maybe your heart is sending your sacral center energy, your sacral center is sending your heart energy. They're exchanging and intermingling. And just in your mind, in your heart, sending out a call or a message or something you'd like to translate or communicate to the energies of your children, whether they're not yet here with you, whether you're currently pregnant with them, or they're just most recently arrived. Just as if you're sending out a thought or a message, a message in a bottle. Something that you'd like to say. Sending that out and trusting that it's being received. And then just taking a few moments of receptivity within your own mind, within your own heart, and seeing if that energy has any words they'd like to exchange back with you. For some people, it may not be a word. Maybe it's a feeling. Maybe it's just a warmth. Or knowing that everything is going to be fine. And this energy is going to make their way into your family. Just spending a few more moments in quiet receptivity. And when you feel complete, you can take as long as you need here. You can release your hands from your heart and your belly. Take a deep breath to integrate back into the present and slowly coming back into the room and your body. So what I was doing there is really, you know, if you're doing that exercise and you're like, it's that simple. That really is all I advise people to do is to ground and breathe and really feel this kind of energy transfer between these two very important energy centers that are very important in the conception process, in the the pregnancy journey and wherever you're at on your path. And to just sort of practice starting to send out a thought, whatever that is, you know, that could just be, I really want you here. And I love you so much. And I want you to be here. Um, Or maybe it is, I 
you know, I'm sorry, but maybe you feel like you have something that you want to send them some, some, some love for that, that, you know, that has happened or, you know, whatever it is. And then, you know, just practicing that kind of quiet receptivity, which, um, you know, if you're a meditator, that might come really easy for you. If you find that you have a busier mind, that might be a little bit more difficult. But my main thing that I say is just practice that. I mean, it's, that's not complicated. You can do that anywhere. You could do that in a bathroom stall. You could do that in your car on the way to work. You could do that in a really beautiful ceremony space with your partner, you know, in, in, in the meditation room, but that can happen anywhere. And it really just gets you into the practice of sending out a message that you'd like to send out. And then also being ready to receive that kind of messaging back that is available. And don't be discouraged if you don't receive anything back on the first few times. It takes some time and some consistency to start to pick apart. Oh my gosh, I think that was something. Like when I had that little twinge mm. under my hand, my left hand, I think that that was actually them trying to get something through to me. So it's very different for everybody, but that's a really great place to start. Yeah. You mentioned, uh, you've used this term a couple of times now, and I, I know we're kind of wrapping up, but you, you use the term quiet receptivity. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my sort of Neanderthal brain, I've always said, if you're paying attention, but that quiet receptivity, uh, even yeah. though you make it sound so easy, in yeah. our nowadays with so many distractions and whatnot, no connection to the stars, all of this light pollution, uh, our inability to just be alone in the woods or be alone with ourselves on our couch, like that yeah. quiet receptivity is actually way harder. Let, let, me, let me say it this way. If you find it hard, you're not alone. Like yes. it's, it is hard to be very still and to be very present with those feelings that are arising. Yes. I, I felt a bit of a chill kind of go over my body. It wasn't like a scary chill. It was a, it was like a little bit of an electrical impulse going yeah. through my body. And so yes. it wasn't, it wasn't like writing or uh, shapes or images. It was this feeling that came yes. through. And if I was distracted in the normal ways that I am, I would have never received that, that Correct. message. Yeah. And that's, and that's beautiful. And that's something, right. And that's where people, you know, can tend to kind of like want to brush something like that off, or maybe exactly like you said, if they weren't, you know, if, if, if they were having a bit of a hard time with receptivity on that day, that may have gotten overlooked, but right. that is really that energy. You know, I believe, I really believe this and I believe this in not just in contact with spirit babies. I believe this in anything is that if we send out a call and a message from this most open-hearted, this most just, I'm on my knees and surrender and I'm looking for some support that there is always an energy that is there who wants to give that to you. And they may not always be able to to get that through in the way that they maybe would want, or maybe we would want, but they are going to try. And so, you know, we could say that that chill that was an attempt at contact, right? And and whatever yeah. whatever yeah. whatever the whatever other people's experience was. So, yeah, amazing. Well, Emily, how can people find you if they want to know more information? We already gave them the other episode you did, but uh, just lay out your credentials here. You're not credentials. You're your sure. whatever we call them. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, well, I'm on Instagram at Emily the Medium. My website is also the same, Emily the Medium. My podcast is also Emily the Medium. I'm not as active on there anymore, but it's got some good kind of content on spirit oh, yeah. movies and, and things like that. Lots of good stuff yeah. on there. Um, so yeah, those are the the main ways that people can find out more about me. I have a book coming out in the spring, but you'll hear more about that. So, so are you going to send me a copy? Of course. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes, <laughs> definitely. Amazing. Yeah. 
Amazing. Well, for, for those of you listening, Emily is one of seven practitioners, myself included, who are a part of this PRP fertility program. We're laying down the healthiest soil possible on the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual levels. You're going to be working with Emily as a part of the 60-day program. And the meeting with the practitioners is the icing on the cake. You also get a box of goodies that includes a liver detox, an advanced liver detox program, a bunch of functional medicine testing, books, supplements, you name it. You're going to get some support and all of the levels there. And Emily is a very special person that I'm super excited for you to meet with. If you want to sign up for the PRP fertility program, go to belovedholistics.com. You can always reach out to Emily if you want to work with her directly uh, without that program. I'm totally fine by that. The whole goal here is for people to get pregnant if they want to get pregnant. So um, find her on the social medias and all the other stuff. And Emily, I just thank you so much for being so gracious with your time as always. Thank you. This was wonderful, Nathan. And I just want to say for everybody participating in this PRP program now and in the future, Nathan has poured his entire heart and soul into this. <laughs> thought of every possible little, tiny, finite, small detail that you could ever think of. And it's just so beautifully put together. And there's so much love and intention in this program. I'm very excited to be a part of it. So thank, thank you. you for creating this. That's very kind, Emily. All right. If you guys want more information, again, the website is belovedholistics.com. Emily, thank you. Find Emily, go work with Emily, and um, we'll see you guys all in the program. Thank you.